0: for tuning in to today's Horsewoman podcast. Our show explores women in the horse industry as they share their dreams, challenges, successes. What drives these women? Well, let's find out. Good morning. This is Rose with today's Horsewoman, and our guest today is Ashley Mancuso. And Ashley is an amazing horsewoman, and she's also a videographer that's won some awards. So I know you're going to get a have a good time getting to know her better and finding out more about Ashley. So, Ashley, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, good morning. Uh,
1: it's really great to be here, Rose. Thank you for having me. I am a lifelong equestrian. I grew up doing United States Pony Club and have been a three-day eventer, and now I have my USDF Gold Medal. Um, for dressage and I started horses I love <laughs> all different disciplines and breeds I currently train and coach and I added a yoga certification to my uh, repertoire because I wanted to help equestrians ride longer without chronic pain and a better lasting bond with their horses And so there's a lot going on but but a lifelong love of horses is absolutely who I am, and I think I'll never be anything else.
0: <laughs> well, you're very, very good at what you do. So tell us first about your yoga program, because I've seen you know things about that on Facebook, and I'm curious.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I I dabbled in yoga growing up, and then I really got involved in it after... I had a bad rotated fall accident, uh, three-day eventing, and I was in high school. So basically, I was in a sling for a, a good year and then a long recovery. So yoga was really uh, a life raft for me to, to get back into a, a, a body that would allow me to ride mm-hmm. and also a mentality because so much of, of yoga is, is letting go of the past and and being in the present and I thought, wow, this is so much how I feel with horses, but with my, my injury, I can't be with horses. So anyway, I have my yoga certification for 200, 200 hours, then yin. So, you know, kind of slow yoga, more, um, intense strength building yoga as well. So I do clinics for riders and, doesn't matter what discipline or what level, we can do yoga beside the horse, we can do yoga on the mat, and then we can do yoga in the saddle, <clears throat> excuse me, whether it's on a lunge line or at a relaxed walk. And I've found that it really helps people sort of let go of the expectation of that, that perfect equitation or really over focusing and it's great for the horse and it's great for the rider and people have a lot of fun doing it in big groups so yeah clinics private lessons would love to do more virtual lessons but I just I love doing it and I find that everyone else is enjoying it too
0: now I know that you you won an Equus Film Festival Award for some of your work so tell me about that so that was
1: just an excellent ride and I really want to spend more time with my creative work because I love doing it as well so I made a film for Marsha Sack uh, about Cobra the Mustang and it's a music video for a song that was written about him by Peter Prince performed by Ronnie Kimball and it was an amazing collaboration so I found that that was just an amazing opportunity for me to kind of stretch those muscles that I had um, worked on in college. And I've always loved making movies growing up and obsessed with it. I do photography as well. So there's Cobra and there's also um, some work with Sandra Bull and her amazing art on horseback. So we won a couple awards for that as well. And then more recently, I had a, a personal film that, we put together with Tiberoso Films, and it's about yoga with horses. And I actually got to be vulnerable on camera, instead um, <laughs> of basically behind the camera, <laughs> and talk about what I, what I just um, explained to you, which is the the why of the yoga and um, and that one best training film at the Equus International Film Festival. So I'd love to keep keep going to those film festivals because they really are special special group of horse lovers but creative horse lovers so i feel like i found my people (laughs) i
0: I love that you do so many different things with horses i I mean now now you know of course we can talk about your incredible riding ability and training and all that but i wanted to to show people that horses are such a broad spectrum of things that you can do and and you master that so thank you for all your work So tell, Thank you so much. Tell me about where you're at now, because I, I met you in Florida, but I know you live out yeah. west. I do. Yes,
1: I, I live out in uh, beautiful Sun Valley, Idaho, and I brought my older horses with me. So, so far they have kind of a second wind uh, in life, and they're flying around like three-year-olds, but they're 30 and 22. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's been interesting, but uh, they're handling it really wonderfully and I'm working with the pony club so there's a pony club out here the Sawtooth pony club and I'm teaching lessons of all different varieties love to get some clinics together uh got a lot of indoor arenas out here for winter so we're going to keep the ball rolling um but yeah no it's just beginning out here but I still come back to Florida and I definitely Miss my my horse community down there, so we have a lot of fun and new things and making for uh, for both places.
0: That's really awesome. So, what took you to Idaho?
1: Oh gosh, that's a long story. Um, so, I've always come to Idaho and this area in particular with my grandpa. Um, kind of helped. I don't know if you know, but Sun Valley, Idaho, is the country's first. Resort town. Yes. And it was right. Yeah. It connected to the Union Pacific Railroad. And so it was just like the ultimate destination. Anyway, he ended up here and, and we came to visit every year. Uh, Bald Mountain, Baldy is, uh, you know, ski mountain, everything. I didn't do much skiing this past year. It was all horses. But uh, basically, we just got some opportunities and thought it was too coincidental to not take up the opportunity. And I've never lived out of Florida. I mean I've been, you know, Orlando, Tallahassee and some in southern, but I just thought, you know what? I mean, this is my opportunity to go live in a colder climate and kind of have an adventure. It's a good times to do it. Right. So <laughs> it just seems like the universe telling me and, and so far I, I know that I made the right choice and it's been a wonderful um Um, And, you know, when I first told my mom that we had the opportunity, you know, she was, she was sad, of course, that I was moving, you know, could be moving so many miles away. But she said, you know, that's one of the last wild places in the United States, Idaho. It's just. Yeah. There's so much wildlife. And I thought, gosh, the pictures. Oh, the, you know, the the adventures we would have so it's been it's been an adventure That's the main thing i can say about it
0: well you know idaho is incredibly beautiful i have not been but it's on my bucket list because i've oh, seen come on pictures i'd I, I love to i would love to i was just sitting here thinking you should put together women's horse retreats where you're at because they would fill up immediately
1: oh i love that absolutely and we do have some things in the works definitely a lot of interest and that's I think the beauty of um, being flexible with your training Mm -hmm. and being kind of all inclusive is you find that we all have more in common than we do uh, different, you know, so there's a lot of rodeo out here I mean, I kind of had an idea because my mom grew up in Wyoming so she went up through rodeo and she was Rodeo queen, she really did well. But then she decided she wanted to do three-day eventing. Right. And so she, you know, rode with Denny Emerson, and she found the means to learn. And I always thought that was really inspiring because there's people out here who are involved in everything, yeah, you know, different things. So yes, women's retreat, a hundred percent. I yeah. love that idea.
0: That would be awesome. Um, absolutely, I would come. I, it would be awesome to do. So for women coming into our horse industry, you know, the horse industry is a really hard place to make a living, to say the least. What advice would you give young women about how to leave their mark on the horse world and make it?
1: That's a really great question. I think you know, we always have to come back to what the horse is telling us and also what uh, and then in terms of who we're teaching, right? So mm-hmm. I find that what helps keep me going on a daily basis is connecting with a horse or a rider and having those aha moments. I'm addicted to aha moments. Right. And so, so no matter what's going on, if I have one experience like that a day, I'm fine. I love what I do. I'm absolutely blessed. So... I think that if you ever lose sight of the things that brought you to the horse world, it, gets, it can seem really bleak and really tough. So, so kind of hanging on really tight to what you love, what you stand for, and, and I think we all stand for this, this love of the horse. Right. And so, showing that and letting that gravitate the right people towards you um, if that makes sense, I think just learn to be a very good, respectful communicator for you and your horse. For example, you know, if you're working and you're in a clinic and you're being asked to do something that just doesn't sit well with you, having the ability to communicate that in a respectful way and and stretching that muscle of, of trying to analyze what's going on and problem-solving, that'll get you through a lot of hard times because at the end of the day, you can say, you did your best, you spoke up for the horse, and you did it in a way that would help them or the rider going forward. Just, just let people know you see them, and you'll, you'll keep your light on, and you'll keep, uh, you'll keep going. <laughs> you'll keep going in the horse world.
0: I think that's really good advice. You know, when when I started my stuff with the magazine and the TV show and things, um, a lot of people said, you know, Rose, you got to be one discipline, one genre, because people don't mm-hmm. mingle. And I said, no, no, no. I said, the one thing we all have in common is we all love horses. And I never met one I didn't fall in love with. So that wow. has taken me a long way. <laughs> so that's good advice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, too, is what you do.
1: Is you're you're actively sharing horses. Yeah. You're sharing access. You're sharing stories. And I think that that is hugely going to be a part of success of the horse world going forward. And we're so lucky to be able to reach out to people across the country, you know. And you can look up anything online and you'll find somebody in another part of the world who's thinking the same way. So I agree with you. I couldn't agree more.
0: I think we got to get closer. Everybody, move in. Absolutely, because you know, horses are pretty simple creatures in many ways, and they all have basic similarities and basic needs, regardless of what breed they are. You know, and absolutely, and so we have that common ground. No matter what we do, whether we're rodeo or dressage, is irrelevant. We all have that common ground. You know, and and yeah. every time I interview somebody for any of my stuff, I learn something. And, you know, I hope that people feel like that too going forward and they learn that don't be cliquish and and be just, you know, quarter horse or just, you know, warm blood because (laughs) that's not really how the world works. And most folks own more than one breed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, the understanding that so many times when we see or feel that, you know, there's a group that maybe we don't fit in with or that won't understand us. I mean, I think that it goes both ways all the time mm-hmm. and we're always silly to think that it doesn't come from a place of just not knowing. Right. And, and it is good to practice, you know, being in a comfort level with horses. That's what keeps you safe. Um, but kind of leaning on each other and, and learning from each other, realizing that there is nothing that's really black and white we can all, like you said, learn from each other. I always say that I can't do it all myself. You can't do it all yourself. So, great. <laughs> Let's break the ice and yeah. tell me what you know. Because horses can't talk to us, but we certainly, you know, need to work on understanding them. I mean, as speaking of bucket list, you know, I really want to work on... Uh, Bodywork work occasion. I would really like to dabble in other disciplines. I want to learn how to drive right. um, horses and there's just so many things that I have left to learn and I think that I'm not alone in that and it's just a matter of, you know, the means of being able to look around and also letting go of the fear of rejection. Um, so I couldn't agree more. I think We all have something to learn
0: from each other, just like you said. I agree. And sometimes, you know, just the comfort of knowing that other horse people have had the same fears and the same concerns and the same victories that you've had. And being able to share that with one another and know that, you know, we all have that thread together and we're all connected in that way. Right, right. And
1: for the benefit of the horse, we need to be as well-rounded as possible because... Yes, you know, I could end up with a horse that was on a ranch his whole life. And so it's my, um, that would be on my plate for learning what this horse, how this horse was trained. You know, it's going to be different, um, but there, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, It's not the horse's job to teach me how he was taught. I'm a human. I need to communicate with other humans Absolutely. because they just. They already have too much
0: that they do for us so <laughs> I, I agree hundred percent and you know ranch horse is a really good example because you know I, I and I know this goes against the grain of all training but I like my horses to love me and be cuddly and ranch horses are kind of trained <laughs> yeah. to be tools. And so <laughs> right. and I have a ranch horse but it took us a while for him to understand that it was okay you know to be cuddly. And and that yeah. I, I wanted that I wasn't you know fighting mad with him because he did that so you know so <laughs> sometimes we add I love like, that example yeah because sometimes you ask something of them and they don't have a clue what you're talking about because nobody's oh, ever yeah. let them be that way before so you know right and and so really like you say it's our job to learn. How he was trained, because how he was trained is going to be the success or the failure of your relationship with him. Oh, 100%. And then, you know, that's
1: immediately in my mind uh, triggered my, my 30-year-old horse. He's a Danish warm blood, imported from Germany, you know, ran advanced, mm-hmm. le- advanced level eventing. Right. And so, you know, this horse hasn't been tied to a patient's pole. We're pretty sure. You know, of this course. horse is just, you know, your job is to run fast, jump high, you know, listen to the to the AIDS, but now that I can't ride him, you know, I'm I'm covering all these holes that, you know, to somebody else, you know, why don't you just wait for him to relax? And I'm saying, you know, he doesn't have those coping mechanisms and that's my fault. But You know, I'm going to have to deal with it in the best way I know how. You know, gentle groundwork, maybe long line him, you -hmm. know, be able to ride him from the ground because that would soothe that horse. Right. So it's, it's, none of them can be perfect for everything we're asking of them. That is just far too
0: call in order. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I raised a stallion colt and when I, I sent him to the trainer, the trainer says to me, Rose, this horse is lazy. I said, No, he's not. I said, The problem is is that I'm a I'm I raised him to be very quiet and move very mm-hmm. easy and be gentle with me. And so that's all he's ever known. You know, and it's not yeah. that he don't know he can run, but he's never been asked to run. <laughs>
1: Right. Right. Exactly. And and once he got
0: that key information and thought about it, you know, because he's a stallion, I taught him to be very easy and soft and, you know, so I can handle him. And uh, once he he got that, though, they clicked and he's he now is, you know, a, a wonderful roping horse and does tons of stuff. But you know, he he'd never been asked to act that way, so he didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> I know, it's like what? Oh, I, yeah, I I need yeah. to be slow and easy and gentle. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. You know, well, so, and, and who you know, but, I guess people don't think about that but you know, when I raise them from babies, that's how I want them to act. Because when they're twelve hundred pounds and they're you know full of, of testosterone, stallion, if I say no, I want him to respect no.
1: <laughs> right, right. So and I think you you know with it, let's say let's say you came on this retreat, okay? Let's just put that out there. Yeah. And we did horse yoga. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we practice is just sort of. Standing next to our horse, so mm-hmm. shoulder to shoulder, they kind of have their space, you kind of have your space. And then moving through yoga poses, and some horses, you know, they're like, okay, I think I'll leave since you're not holding on to me. I think I'll go. Right. And then other horses get kind of, you know, a really cuddly, like, wow, this human's so, re- you're so relaxed right now. I love how you're being right now. But it's, it's a nice opportunity for the horse to tell you, what they're thinking about their place in life, they're set their own center of gravity without being told to do anything. Just stand there with me, mm-hmm. and and that's <laughs> that's a really tough test. And that goes for any horse, any discipline, you know, any level of of rider. So it's just kind of letting the horse have. Uh, some space, some um, open space to, to speak and tell us how they're feeling. So I really want to get more involved with uh, the livery community. Yes. And, and gosh, there's just so much I want to learn yes. about talking to horses.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, when, when I, I went at one time I had six stud colts and, and I kept them all in a pen themselves, you know, big pasture. But I would work them and do groundwork in the pen with them because, you know, I didn't want to take one or two all the way to the round pen and come back, you know, I just did it in the big pen. And so I would be, put one on a lead, and we'd be up and doing stuff, walking, stopping, back and whatever, moving his feet, and I'd look behind me, and all the other stud colts were behind us, coming with us, trying to do what I was doing, and oh, when it came yeah. for the next one's turn, they were all like, me, 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 yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny, but you know, I think people don't always take the time to slow down and see those mm-hmm. subtle innuendos, you know, and... And I think right. that would be a great thing to teach in a retreat is reading your horse and and putting you, yourself out of the picture and reading him.
1: Right. Right. No, it, it's It's also with just sort of taking the lens onto ourselves and uh, you know it's first you know, just imagine you know taking a deep breath in, reaching your hands up to the sky. You know, all of us are going to have one shoulder that's kind of crying and mm-hmm. lower back sort of waking up. And so, those little pain responses, the stress responses in our body that we're experiencing, we're just so silly to think that that's not something the horse knows. Right. And so, us taking the time to say, Wow, I'm feeling really tight. Take a deep breath. That's okay. You know, if I work on it today, I might feel a little better tomorrow. And just, taking it in stride because so often, and I know I'm, you know, if I can't do something perfectly, then I don't want to do it, or I'm just going to do it into the ground until it's perfect. And so yoga is a really great thing for me because it doesn't work that way. You can't force it and you have to just be okay with what it is now. I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, if you were able to have six stud colds in one area, and be able to communicate with them independently. You must be very grounded. They must be very, very, uh, you know, feeling confident with their surroundings, Mm -hmm. you know, well-fed. All those things have to be in order for that to happen. So I think that's really cool. That's really interesting. And that's why some things work out with some people and others don't is this, that kind of deep grounded, uh, what is it? It's like um, like a free space, like be- safe space, you be- know, holding space for the horse and sure. everything.
0: Well, you know, That's uh, when, I, when I used to raise horses, I, I'm, I've gotten older now and don't do it as much, but I, I told myself going into it just like I did with my relationship with my husband, if I want them to trust me, I have to trust them. And I have to trust yeah. them first. So yeah. I have to give them a hundred and fifty percent of my heart and my trust and I have to master my fear so they don't ever mm-hmm. see it or feel it, regardless right. of what comes down the pike. And and that yeah. was a hard yeah. thing to do to master your fear, but I conquered it because because, you know, I love stallions and my husband and my son were both like, you're crazy, you're not going to do that, I'm not going to let you have all them stallions, you're going to get killed, you idiot. And I I could never, you know, I could never crack in front of anybody because if I did one thing where I was afraid, it would be over. So right. so that gave right. me the power to master my fear, you know, because I loved them and I really wanted to do this. But I was thinking when you were talking about, you know, the yoga stretches, how you're teaching them, when you're standing shoulder to shoulder and you have a pain and you react calmly and you mm-hmm. breathe and you let it go, you're teaching them in yeah. that moment as well, you know, that that when these things happen, you don't flight or fight, you breathe. Yeah.
1: Oh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. And I really have to shout out uh, the United States Pony Club. And I don't know how much you know about it, but... Not much. Tell things, me. But, tell me. Oh gosh, it's really. It's. i I think I'll. I'll love Pony Club forever. And so I. I had a trainer who. Who was a Pony Club instructor, and she was actually from Great Britain. She's um, Lisa Sumner. So anyway, what, one of the huge things with Pony Club, as you're going up the levels and you're getting your your rating certifications, it's not always what goes on with the horse. Let's say the the examiner says, okay. Show me your ideal warm up, and you go out there and you're doing your straight lines and you're stretching and your circles and your serpentines. You have to come back and they'll say, "Okay, how did it go?" So you're not gonna say, "Well, my horse is being a jerk and I he's not listening to me," uh, you know, on and on and on. Like, okay, let's change some words here and let let's go deeper, you know. T- And and so you have to analyze the situation in a way that always advocates for the horse, always in a mature way. So then it turns into, well, I'm feeling quite nervous this morning, and I think that's affecting my horse. And so my first plan was to do some straight lines. But then I realized maybe we needed to do some, some walk circles, and I just needed to kind of get a little more balanced wait for my horse to sort of relax the top line. And then I chose to do more of the walk, more laterals before I went back up to trot. Cause I kind of had to ground myself. My horse is tight on the right rein. I think that I'm holding and, and so on. Right. So you basically learn how to take what it is and be able to, to transfer that information. And so you're not judged on how your horse is doing. You're judged on how you handle it. Right. What is your plan going forward? Uh, What would you say to someone who is going to ride this horse after you? And you have to do that at a really young age. Uh, You're required to start teaching at the C level. So I was a C at uh, 13, 14. Right. And part of the requirement is to teach um, a few levels below you. So anyway, I just think that that's a huge tool that we need as a community to, to keep going. And, and it's for the horses. It's, it's of all about safety for the horses, advocating for them. Are they happy <laughs> in their work? Yeah. Um, and so that, that just was a really good tool for what we're talking about, I think. And uh, that's, I'm really excited to be involved in it out here.
0: I think that's wonderful. I don't know much about Pony Club because I've not been real involved in the English community as far as a rider and a horsewoman, but I think that's fabulous. And, you know, as you're talking to me about that, I'm thinking, you know, that's so right because if kids learn at a young age, horsemanship is a lifestyle. You know, it's a lifestyle and you have to live it and breathe it and do it every day. And it has to be reflex memory muscle and not, you know, I mean, it does. And that doesn't come quick and that doesn't come easy or painless, but it is a lifestyle. And I think that's wonderful.
1: So, so with the
0: Western, I mean, were you ever involved in in 4-H or anything no, like that? No, you know, I was, I'm old, honey. We didn't have any <laughs> of that stuff when I was young. I, when, wow, I was, yeah. when I was young, um, the only lessons available were English, and I rode English. And he taught me to ride with no hands and no, ta- you know, uh-huh. no bridle. Um, and, did, and and I really appreciated that but that I, was in a, I was about 22 and I was in a class with like 10 year olds so I felt like an idiot but I wanted to learn and then my whole life I've just you know trail ridden and enjoyed my horses they're a very personal thing for me um, and I've never shown or done any of that stuff because I had no interest, you know. I think it's great. Right. It's great. And I, I admire people who do that. And three-day eventing, I would love, if I was young again, I would do three-day eventing just because it's such an adrenaline rush and it's so crazy good. Right? But, it sure is. But, you know, my life didn't offer those opportunities. I got married young, had kids, you know, and now I'm, um, I have chosen to. Live vicariously through all the people I interview and their stories, and tell yeah. their stories because everybody's story is worth telling. Absolutely. Well,
1: and and just to let you know, Pony Club uh, back when I was doing it had an age limit, uh-huh. and they've since changed that. So now you can go into the Horse Masters program. That's any wonderful. age, exactly. And and they continuously add different disciplines. So they now have uh, like Western dressage you can now, instead of just doing three-day venting, you can do just visage or just show jumping. So, I mean, I just turned 30, and I'm thinking I want to get, you know, I want to rejoin and get those certifications that I didn't pass as a teenager. Yeah. Um, So I love that, and I think, you know, it's amazing that you were able to just glean from different horse experiences and just become such a well-rounded horse person without the organized, um, you know, any sort of organization. I think that that, that says a lot about you, you know, cause you had to, had to kind of bump into one thing and go to the next. And we all do that in our own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you go from one trainer to another different horse, whatever. Right. And like you said, it's a lifestyle. So that's a really, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I think, an important thing to tell anybody who's getting into horses is, you know, kind of get prepared for this could be the, a real ride Absolutely. in your life, and it would be the ride of your life.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and it's something that you probably will never grow out of, no matter how old you get. You know, and. Um, I I I love them as much today as I did when I was a kid. And nobody in my family loved horses. It was just me, so they all thought I was nuts and probably still do, but that's okay. When Yeah, how did you get involved in horses if no one in your family was involved? My neighbors bought a pony for their children, and they Uh, let me ride uh him. And I rode him every day because they were scared of him. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And eventually my parents let me have a pony but they were scared to death for me to ride it, so whenever they would leave, I would ride him, and when I'd see him coming, I'd jump off and put him up, (laughs) so, I've had a bizarre horse life, but, (laughs) but, every horse life is bizarre, but my, my love of them, you know, my love of them has kept me persevering, regardless, and, uh, And i I adore that and i love them today i i just recently bought two colts that i am over the moon about and you know i I, i'm thinking i'm 66 why am i buying a colt but my friend who is my mentor and my breeder said rose if we give up our dreams what reason do we have to live so i said you're right oh man oh i love that and they're both little stud colts and they're both fabulous stud prospects so they're you know i don't know that whether I'll gild them or not yet but um, good for you you know you gotta keep you gotta keep dreaming you gotta keep going you know that sounds
1: like something Marsha would say yep. um, Marsha Hartford saps absolutely you know, training with her for <laughs> six plus years is anytime you would sort of go that way of oh I'm I just don't know about this you'd say go forward yeah just go forward <laughs> absolutely <laughs> no time <laughs> for that continue forward and I think that's a fantastic mentality with horses and you actually have to have it
0: if you want to Excuse keep going me. I do too I think and Marsha, Marcia's an icon in our industry without a doubt I, I have so much respect and love for her me too me too any last words you want to tell our listeners
1: ooh um, well let's see if you want to learn more about me I have a website and it's just my name, so www.ashleymancuso.com, A S H L E Y M A N U S O. and I'm on, you know, the socials, uh, and I love to meet new people, and anyone out there who can help me with my horse bucket list, it's endless, I mean, <laughs> right. I, I, I can't think of anything with horses I don't want to do, to be honest, uh, you know, at least once. So uh, yeah, and if you're interested in a woman's retreat out here in Idaho, or somewhere in Florida, yeah, I, I can go where I have requests. So if I have enough requests in one area, I can make it happen, and I would love to do that. So yeah, I think I think that's the main thing. I did want
0: to know: Do you remember the name of your first pony, Rose? Oh, definitely Bob Jack bob jack yeah because he was like bob jack game with a bouncing ball and that's why they called him bob jack (laughs) oh my god that's so cute (laughs) i can picture this i I didn't name him that i didn't name him that but that's what he came with so thank you bob jack for for
1: roping rose into horses (laughs) we really appreciate you and your good work
0: uh, that's very sweet. Thank you very much. Do you have any clinics or anything coming up? I know it's getting ready to be winter there, but... Right. No, I can't say that I do.
1: I definitely want to make my way down to Florida and uh, see my friends, Marsha, Sandra Blue, Alicia Martin, all the amazing horse people down there. And I would love to do something with them as well. Uh, but, no, right now I think we're we're doing just uh Winter preparations, and I'd love to do some weekly yoga for the pony clubbers. There's yeah. been a lot of asking for that, so I think by next year I'll have some some bigger dates. I also want to see my my friend Shelby Westbury in Austin, Texas. She's got a beautiful dressage farm now, and uh, they would like me to come. So, so it's in the works. Very nothing, good. Nothing written down quite yet.
0: Okay, well, we will follow you on on your website and social media and stay in touch. And when you get ready to promote your new schedule, let me know. and We'll do another podcast. Thank you so much, Rose. This is a great time. I hope you have a really good day. I hope you do, too. And thanks for being on the show. And as always, folks, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Our souls wander in similar places. Even though we may not know each other, we touch the same wind. We walk under the same sky and our hearts wander in the same dreams. We are one, women just like you and me. Thank you for listening.